Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I've written seven books, thousands of blog posts over the last decade or more, and I'm using AI in my gym. So what's the deal with that? And can AI help your fitness business? This is Run a Profitable Gym. I'm Mike Warkington. Today, we're digging into AI with gym owner and Two Brain Business founder, Chris Cooper. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. I know this is a, a passionate subject for you and I because we both like to write and like to edit. And uh, yeah, but not everybody does. And there are definitely cases where I'm now using AI to write blog posts for me. And big news, Chris has a new guide. It's in the Gym Owners United group. It's called the Clickable Step-by-Step Guide to AI Mastery for Gym Owners. Chris wrote it. It's got all kinds of chats that you can click into, literally copy and paste great content for your gym. Chris created all sorts of prompts for AI. They're dialed in and he's going to share that output with you. You can get this guide in the Gym Owners United group or go to gymownersunited.com and request it. Chris will send it to you. Now, Chris, you've built tons of businesses on content, including Two Brain Business. So why are you using AI right now? What's up? Well, so I started writing about fitness in 1995 because I was super passionate about it. And by 1998, I was using a blog post basically to grow my personal training practice. And then when I opened my gym, 2005 Catalyst, I already knew that what I had to do to grow that business was uh, have a blog and I had a free type pad blog and have an email list. And I just slowly built an email list and that built the entire gym. In fact, when we had to kind of regroup and start from scratch again after COVID reopenings, the first place I went to was that email list. And it's easy for me because I first I didn't like writing, but then I developed uh, a little bit of skill and I developed a passion for it. I loved writing about fitness. As things went on and my biggest challenges in life, my biggest epiphanies and my biggest lessons were all about business, and I learned that I couldn't just be good at fitness to have a good fitness business, I started writing about business because I knew like that's how I frame things in my own brain and make the lessons stick and work through problems is by writing. And so I started writing. Uh, I wrote my first book um, on a blog, don'tbuyads.com. I wrote for like four straight years, a blog post every single day. And we really haven't stopped. And now at, at Two Brain Business, you know, any chat engine that tries to like, sort through all the two brain business content can't because we've published so much stuff. That said, my passion, the thing that gets me up in the morning, keeps me up all night is helping gym owners run good businesses. It's not really fitness anymore. And so when I'm creating content for my own gym now, I actually turn to ChatGPT for help. And now the skill is not writing about, you know, one rep max or like energy pathways or anything like that. It's formulating a really good query in chat GPT and letting chat GPT carry the load across the finish line for me, for my gym. Two brain, I'm still passionate about it. You know, you and I write everything for two brain by hand. There's no robots involved. And so you don't have to use AI gym owners. If you love no. creating content, you can certainly do that as long as you do it, right? That's the problem is if you don't do it, nothing happens. So you can do it yourself. But if you don't like it, don't want it, don't want to do it. We've heard this from many gym owners. I hate writing. ChatGPT can help you. And so, Chris, you talked about getting good with prompts. And what you've got in this guide is just a huge number of, like, literally gym owners can click into your chats, see the prompts, adjust them as they see fit according to your precise instructions, and get stuff for their gym. And I'll just give listeners, I'm going to give you a very quick rundown of a prompt here. It's like, I want to create a blog post. It's interesting for my audience, captures attention, provides an explanation as to why a topic is important or relevant, provides the audience with value by teaching them something new. 
create three outlines for blog posts based on the following topic. And that's, you can insert your own topic there. Chris has the role of nutrition and CrossFit weight loss fueling your success. Return your answers so each outline follows an introduction, body, conclusion format using bullet points. The body should be concise and focus on one to two pain points. The conclusion should offer a helpful tip and summarize the post concisely. Now, this is a very precise prompt that goes into chat GPT, tells the artificial intelligence exactly what Chris wants, and it kicks it out. And you can customize it by inserting your own topic in there. So, Chris, you told me some of the prompts in the new guide had to be tweaked a lot. Like, why? What are you adjusting along the way to get what you want? Yeah, so I hope nobody's like trying to scribble all that down. All you got to do is go in the guide, click the link, and that prompt is written out for you. Yep. But the, the key now is like, if you are good at prompts or asking the robots the right questions the right way, they're going to return a piece of B plus content. And for 95% of the gym owners out there, a B plus blog post is a thousand times better than anything else they're doing because they're not doing it. So, you know, if you're not publishing a blog post three times a week at at least a B plus level, use ChatGPT to do that and, and like help build that that uh, habit because everybody else is doing it now, you know, like five years ago, if you had a blog, you were ahead of everybody. Three years ago, if you had a blog, you were even with the best. A year ago, if you had a blog, you were like falling behind. And now if you don't have a blog, like you're buried. So you have to do it. So the key now though, is not like learning to write. The key is learning to talk to the robots and getting the output that you want. It's almost like you're programming them. And that takes a few reps. So, um, for example, if I just said like, Hey, write me a 700 word blog post on, you know, why, how CrossFit helps you lose weight. I'm going to get something that's not in my voice. It might be factually correct or like directionally correct, but it's going to be pretty vague. It's not going to be helpful. Uh, really smart people are going to realize that like a human didn't write this, you know, it's very general. I want to give people specific helpful advice to build trust and then, uh, guide them toward coaching. So the way that you do this is not by like studying AI for five years or like just trying it over and over. What you do is you write the prompt and you chat GPT spits out something that's okay. It's directionally correct. It's not very specific. And so you go back to the prompt and you edit it. And then you say like, okay, now do that again, but explain it as if to an eight-year-old. Okay. So now it's got more, you know, conventional language. Then you say, now I want you to give five actionable bullet points that people can do on their own in that blog post. Oh, okay. Now it's better. So it's really, you know, this process of constant audit and refinement until you get it good. And the neat thing about chat GPT four is that it learns your voice at the same time. So the first few blog posts that it was spitting out for me sounded a little bit like an infomercial. The last one sounds a lot like me. And, uh, you know, to be honest, Mike, like, um, my son and I share a chat GPT account when he turned in his first essay at his gym class this year, uh, the teacher didn't say chat GPT wrote this. They said, your dad wrote this. <laughs> so it's, it sounds a lot like me now. You've been cloned. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to give you a tip. If you've ever written an SOP and two brain talks about this all the time, an SOP say for cleaning your floors, it is step-by-step step, put the water in the bucket. Yeah. the soap in the water, da, 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 da. if you have done that for your gym, you're using AI the exact same way. You're directing it very clearly with instructions 
to tell it what you want. And you can even look at a result and say, try again, please write in a different version using more flowery language or more whimsical language or more directly, whatever you want, you can do that. So think about this as instructing a staff member very clearly and very directly. And then you can ask it to revise based on what you want till you get what you want. And Chris, again, has these prompts. You don't even have to come up with the topics or the ideas of the stuff yourself. You can literally get this guide, gymownersunited.com. Get the guide, click the button, you'll get into Chris's chat, and then you can just copy, paste, make adjustments, edit as you see fit. And Chris has instructions for that. So do get that guide. Now, Chris, as a gym owner, what were you most disappointed with when you were using AI to create content? Well, it wasn't quite as simple as I thought. You know, I'm, I'm reading a lot of people post about it online and they're like, oh, all you got to do is press the button and you got 20 blog posts in seven seconds. And that's, I guess technically true, but it's, they're not good blog posts and you really have to like refine the output over time. So, um, the blog posts, the links that I'm giving people in this guide, you can copy that post verbatim. You know, I've gone through maybe seven iterations to get something that I like, but you can change it for yourself too. And, and if you don't like it, tell the AI engine what you don't like about it and it will fix it and rewrite it. Um, I, I always say thank you to the AI engine, but too. the reality is it doesn't care. <laughs> like you can't hurt its feelings. If you ask it to rewrite something 30 times, it's still faster than you writing it once yourself. I have a theory, Chris, that when the machines actually do take over, they're going to look back at our chats. And if we were polite, we're going to get preferential treatment. So I'm doing the same thing as you and I'm being really nice to the machines. <laughs> it's the only weapon we got, man. That's right. Canadian politeness. Tact. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out. I got this from the Washington Post. There's a, a quote in an article they had. It said, don't use chatbots for factual answers because you'll often get the average or typical response and that might not actually be correct. So do you agree with that? In most cases, yeah, what you're going to find is something that's directionally correct, like gym owners should raise their prices, but it's not going to tell you tactically exactly what to do. And that's really where you need a human with experience to do that. However, um, the caveat here is that for the gym, let's say that um, you're telling people that they should do some high intensity interval training every week and they should do some longer form more aerobic training. Uh, you know, if they want to have like a well-rounded fitness program, that's something that a chat bot would write. Okay. This part of this balanced fitness program, but if you want it to be more specific, you can, uh, you know, set up the article, the chat bot spits it out, and then you can reply to the chat bot and say like, actually, if people want to um, improve their metabolic flexibility and burn more fat, they should actually be doing more work at a heart rate within zone two three times a week for about a half an hour. And the chatbot will say, ah, got it. And then it will rewrite the article with that in mind. So you can make it specific, but you have to teach it on the specifics or else you're just gonna get something vague in general. Right now, publishing something vague in general is still better than not publishing anything at all. We're at this kind of like unique short-term nexus where quantity of content is still more important than quality. That's going to change real quick though. And, and if you want to maximize the power of this and get SEO benefit out of it, the more specific and tactical you can be, the better, but that's got to come from your human brain. And, you know, and I think as your business evolves, your use of chat GPT and AI will evolve as well. And the example I'll give you is with uh, TubeBrain business. I've asked and I've t typed in like, tell me how to improve retention at a gym and it will create an answer based on the gym. And it's what it's looking at almost certainly is like these giant commercial gyms, right? Not micro gyms. And so it'll give me some general stuff, but it's not exactly what two brain business would recommend based on the data of working with thousands of micro gym overs, gym owners over a period of years. So we would never publish that article. 
if we were perhaps a younger, you know, business mentorship company, you could certainly crank that out to build an audience, but like, it's not the right info. So when Washington Post says don't use chat bot for factual answers, that's what it's getting at. At your gym, you might have a passion for a certain style of training, or you might have a methodology, or you might have proprietary stuff. It's not going to be able to help you with that. You're going to have to tailor it. But if you said the benefits of the squat for everyone in building leg strength, it'll crank that out and crush it. But if you're looking for very specific stuff, you're going to have to get it to learn or you're going to have to tailor and adjust. Does that make sense with you, Chris? Yeah. And the other factor that's really big is like the time factor. So for example, you know, in 2010, doing free trials in a CrossFit gym was effective. You had Mm -hmm. enough low hanging fruit, early adopters who just wanted to try it. Now it's not, but uh, like no AI is going to discern that 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 recommendation changes over time. Uh, the other thing too, is like the timeline of an entrepreneur. You know, I wrote founder, farmer, tinker, thief to address this problem of there are 300 things a gym owner can do, but not all of them can happen right now. And some are completely inappropriate at different stages of your growth. Like chat is not going to understand that. That really takes experience in a human brain. There you go. So what's a place where a gym owner can really, really screw up using AI right now? Well, for example, if you said to AI, and I just had this conversation with somebody this morning, like, um, should I hire a general manager for a gym? AI is going to come back with, yes, you should. And here is why. And they might even say, here are two brain steps to hiring a general manager. But what they won't tell you is like, hey, you're not making enough revenue to pay a general manager yet. You don't have a very clear idea of what you would do with your time. If you did hire a general manager, here is how uh, the wrong general manager can actually torpedo your business. You know, And that's that's really like, where experience has to play in. And, you know, as, as much as like an AI system can learn, it can't do. And so it can't actually have experience. It has to take the sum of the experiences that it learns from other people. And so often you wind up getting general non-specific advice that's not tailored to you. Yeah. And what I'd add for you, Jim owners, as a media guy, if you're creating no content, creating any content is a good thing. However, if you start creating a ton of crappy content, that's not good either. So you want to make sure that things come out at least that represent your business appropriately. Meaning if you run a nutrition business and you believe that macro tracking is the way, you're not just going to cut and paste a blog post that says the plate method is exactly the way to lose weight, even if it's whatever correct according to chat GPT. Make sure as you get more comfortable with it to at least review the stuff edit a little bit and make sure it represents your business appropriately. But again, publishing something is better than nothing. Just don't publish BS on your platforms. So I'll give you that tip. Chris, the last thing I'm going to ask you is this AI generated content. It's super cool. It's just bells and whistles. Let's get it done. Where does it actually fit into your funnel and how does it relate to getting new clients? Well, we built four different funnels in TubeBrain and one is a content funnel. And at the top of that funnel is your blogs, your YouTube your podcast. Now, AI is not going to, you know, replace you on YouTube or a podcast right now. But in this guide, I've actually used AI to come up with a bunch of interview questions. So you can just play a game. You can hold up your phone. Hey, uh, Mike Workington's interviewing me right now. And just like record that content right now. So that's another way that you can use AI as kind of like an external brain. Um, But really, like you should be publishing blog posts, You should be coming up with scripts for your YouTube channel, uh, videos, uh, frameworks for your podcast. That's where AI can really help right now. And then you can use AI to post onto social media. 
other places too, you know, for example, um, if you've got a really good container, like a big public Facebook group, you can use AI to distribute free guides to people. We don't do that. So when we publish a free guide in Gym Owners United every three weeks, hundreds of people ask for it and we respond to it humanly. Like we don't use a chat bot to do that. We're actually talking to people. However, you could use a chat bot there. Another good way is let's say that um, you have like a large number of alumni at your gym and you just want to be able to answer questions for them. You could easily create like a chat bot that answers questions and put that in a free public local group and just, you know, let people ask their fitness questions to your chat bot anytime. You know, there's a number of ways to do this, but it really sits like at the top of funnel. The closer you get to signing up a human for your human business, the less application a robot has. So if you're super passionate about something like I am about business coaching, um, a robot's not going to replace you. If you know that you need content, but you, it's not a top priority for you, you know, like kind of the gym is for me. I know I need to publish blog posts. That's where I'm going to turn to chat GPT. I'm going to let it write five iterations of an article. I'm going to pick the one I like best. I'm going to audit that and, and edit it five or six times till I get something that's like a B plus, And then I'm going to publish it. And that's what I've already done for you in this guide. You can copy my stuff verbatim, plug in your own link. It'll write it for you. It'll even write the Facebook um, intro, the Instagram post for you if you want to. It's all free. Just go ahead and do it, but start publishing. Your content doesn't just sit there. You have to use it to do something. That's it right. should, if it's on your website, it should have a very prominent book a call, book a free consultation, and no sweat intro. That button should be there. So when people get to your website, they can do that. Or your content should be sent out in private groups or on uh, email lists, and it should have a call to action. So you send it out. Hey, for more information, contact us, book a consultation, whatever. It raises the status of your business and it gives the viewer, pardon, it gives the viewer a next step. And that next step is continuing the conversation. So you can message them, you can DM them, all sorts of things like that. But know that whatever content you publish, it doesn't just sit there and die. It is part of a funnel that leads to a free consultation, that leads to a sales sale, pardon me, that leads to a lifetime commitment to fitness, whether in your gym or not, but you're going to keep that client for hopefully two years or more, make sure they're getting results. And then hopefully they stay at your gym or at least continue working out. Either way, it's a win for everyone. So the content is the seed that leads to the mighty oak, if we want to talk about it that way. Chris, thanks so much for being here today. That was great. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Like AI is a tool, like a barbell is a tool, like an in-body is a tool. You can use it or you can choose to do it a different way. I choose to use it about the projects that I love, but don't consume like my entire passion area of my brain. So I don't use it for two brain. I do use it for my gym. I want to help other gym owners do it because this is what we've been telling them for a decade. It's uh, the hardest thing that they do. And just grab this guide, copy paste my work and grow your gym. You need that guide. You can get it in Gym Owners United and you'll just go there and request it. It'll be a prominent post that you'll be able to find yeah. very easily. That was Two Brain founder, Chris Cooper. I'm Mike Warkenden, and this is Run a Profitable Gym. Do not forget to subscribe because we help gym owners run profitable businesses every single week here with two shows. Get Coop's Guide, Gym Owners United. <laughs>